cliffcentral.com. We've got to get to JJ Cornish. He's, he's, not gonna, he's not going to wait all day for us. He's got African analysis to tell us about. And this is our special favorite part of the Tuesday morning where we get to speak to JJ Cornish. We can carry on with this conversation later. <laughs> it's time to catch up with him. And it's brought to you by the Johannesburg Business School, looking at what's happening around the African continent. All right, uh, JJ, let's uh, let's get straight into it because I know you, you, you have limited time this morning. We often talk about this... Um, this happiness index. And, you know, it's always some Scandinavian country that comes up tops. What is the African, how do we rate on the, on the happiness index and which countries come up the top here? It's not merely some Scandinavian country. Finland has won the happiest country. And this is a UN survey. Mm-hmm. They've won it for the last six successive years. Sure. I mean, they really, you go to the Finnish national day and um, they, they don't like to brag because I suppose that's what parts of making bodies of making them happy. But this year they're followed by Denmark and Iceland. The Scandinavian countries do very well. We in Africa, the top one is Mauritius, not terribly surprising. Okay. Followed by Algeria, and that does come as a surprise. And then South Africa is third. Oh, we're there. What? Yeah. Yeah. So you know, two problematic countries come in. It's very interesting. You know, they measure it on social support, income, health, freedom, and lack of corruption. <laughs> so, you know, it's the most interesting thing, and I look forward to seeing it every year. March, the, in late March, they have what they call World Happiest Day, and that's where the countries get to celebrate. And I don't know whether we link hands with the Mauritians. Uh, and uh, the Algerians, but we, we are, we are in third place. You know what? We'll take it. I mean, we, we get, you know, we'll, we'll always appreciate the small wins, JJ. Yeah, yeah. And this morning we needed an upper and you've helped us to get there. So there we go. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, South Africa is the third happiest country in Africa. Look it's not, us. it's not amazing, but we'll take it. We'll Thank take you what very we can much. Get. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Kenya quickly because the leaders there have been praised for agreeing to talk and end a fortnight of mass street protests. What are people protesting about in Kenya? Well, that's another upper. Of course, the win, the win of William Ruto and Raila Odinga, who is a, I don't know, seven times loser. And he said these people come out on the streets, and they have been doing that in spades. Uh, and for two weeks, they've been uh, having the police out and the army ready. You know, it was like with South Africa, like with Nigeria, like with, Senegal, the three three big countries in Africa having this problem. And it seems that William Ruto stood down now and sort of showed some flexibility. Rilo Odinga has uh, praised him for it, for this quote, climb down. The East African community, very, very full of praise for the fact that these um, demonstrations have stopped. They were getting very, very dangerous. And four opposition MPs, Odinga MPs, have had the charges against them dropped because they were acting up in the streets. So that's another positive story, a very important democracy in Africa getting you know, back into shape. And they've done this before. It's interesting because um, obviously for, for many people, this is also reminiscent vaguely of Donald Trump and his supporters on January the 6th um, of 2021. And, and you know, he said, uh, go out in the streets to make sure that people hear you. You know, we don't like the results yeah. of this election. And it, it sounds a lot like that. And these have been going on a lot longer. Well, you know, it, isn't it interesting that once upon a time, the Western powers 
that used to say to us, this is no way to behave. This mm-hmm. is not democracy. This is not what you should be doing. Are doing it worth us, you know? Um, and and uh, I, I think that it, it, it uh, really tarnishes the idea of democracy internationally. Uh, look, how many prime ministers have Britain had in, in recent weeks? Uh, yeah, you know, it's mm-hmm. just generally... Uh, no, nobody can uh, shush or, or, or try to criticize another country for taking well, things to the streets. You know, it depends. When they, when they stop it, then you have to test it. They always, they always spin it the way that they want it to be spun. Like, you know, they'll say, for example, oh, no, no, but this is the sign of a healthy democracy is that people can take to the streets and protest freely. <laughs> of course, on the other side of the equation, there are people saying, well, you just got to accept the election results and stop causing trouble. So it all depends on which side yep. you're on. What about Rwanda? I mean, again, Rwanda is always in the news. It seems like Rwanda is the country in Africa which gets the most coverage all over the world. And now they're talking about the Patriotic Front, which is Paul Kagame's party. They've reelected him as the leader and uh, a new woman as a deputy head. Um, but there's no chance of him being displaced anytime soon, Paul Kagame, right? He's been around since Y2K, mm-hmm. and then they've changed the constitution to allow him to continue being around. The term limits have gone. Now, we have a very powerful woman, Kumsele Uiwamana. Uh, she was a, she's a banker and businesswoman, so he, he, he sees her as strong. In terms of women in politics and women's rights, Rwanda has done very well. I think they have per capita more women in peace than any other country, probably in the world. Uh, so, you know, from, from that point of view, Paul Kagame can be very, uh, well, comforted that his party's put him back in, although I can't say comforted is the word, because nobody would vote against it. But no. the UN, uh, Human Rights Council is, uh, is extremely worried about the impact of Britain's plan to send unwanted asylum seekers to Rwanda, which seems to be marching apace. Uh, so that is a worry. But Rwanda, of course, doing it not out of the goodness of their hearts, but for the ruler. Uh, but the, what the UN Human Rights Commission is saying is that the freedom of expression, freedom of assembly, uh, basic human rights are both being violated by this move by the Brits to, who have found this way to get rid of the asylum seekers they don't want. Hmm. Uh, it's a business arrangement. That's what it is. Uh, all right, JJ, I'm sorry that we, I'm sorry we had such limited time this morning. I would have liked to talk to you more about the happiness index and talk, talk about those countries, which are the bottom of it, uh, in which of our neighbors may be near to the bottom of it, but we don't have time today. We'll catch up very, very soon. Have an awesome Easter. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much. And to you too. Thank you very much, Bye, JJ. JJ Cornish. Enjoy the Easter eggs. There we go. African analysis with JJ Cornish brought to you by the Johannesburg Business School. And you can catch up with all the stuff that he's saying and all the stuff that he's told us in the last couple of weeks. is always interesting uh, stories that you can pick up on. Just go to the podcasts and check out all of the previous episodes. You will be very glad that you did. Cliffcentral.com.